This is the House of Pop Culture. I'm Anthony Donovan. Durwood Murray. Amy Meredith. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, we'll be talking your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, uh, one of the decades that we we have special love for on this particular show, because of the age demographic of at least three of us, is the 1980s. And we thought, hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if we did a little mini-series within our series Ooh. celebrating the pop culture of the 80s? That sounds like it'd be totally awesome, dude. Or if this is a British show, it would be a long-running series. <laughs> yes, and, you know, like four episodes. Yeah. I, I, no, I just want to say radical. radical. Radical, dude. Totally tubular. Oh, you stole mine. Gluteus to the Maximus. Oh, God. Who said that? Huh? Everybody did in the 80s. Uh, every like single that, yeah. person. Okay, so well, hey, I was never to one to fit in. Yes. So. Was, every every single person in the 80s said that. So right. take us through what's happening tonight. Well, tonight, we are going to talk about movies and television shows. Wow, it's a good thing I watched a lot of those in the 80s. Right? So yeah. were around back then. Oh, yeah. my God, they did exist. Oh, yeah. So I thought we would start. I asked the boys to do some homework. I asked them to pick their top five favorite television shows and their top five movies. Which very is hard. very difficult. Very it, difficult. It is, and actually, we I narrow it down to a month sometimes if it picks I know, my favorite movie. I know. It's hard. I, 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 I could have done go with like top. I didn't go with like what was the best. I tried to accumulate what I watched the most of no, in each of those, that's good. That's good. or enjoyed the most. So that's yeah, you're gonna. There's gonna be some groaning a lot with my list. Oh god, so. oh, you're yeah. kidding. There yeah. usually is. Wait, so it's not your best. You know, <laughs> Mine are simply the best. Um, Better than all, all the, the rest. rest. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, because for me, when I was looking at different movies, there is a difference between an 80s movie and a movie made in the 80s. Well, that's very true. I agree with that. And most of mine are movies made in the 80s. Uh, I, I, I would say, say mine are 80s movies. <laughs> Mine are, a fine, mine are a fine. Mine are a fine line. I, I think, think I could probably put five bucks down on what your number one is. Honestly, Derwood. there is only uh, one. You might be wrong. There's only one movie on my top five that is quintessentially '80s in the style and feel of it. Everything else is pretty much uh, non non time specific that way. Well, I thought we we would do our top five. We, we'll go through our top five. We'll, let's do it a little quickly because we do have to get to television shows. And then I also have. Some fun facts. Oh, I do love fun facts. Because it was a fact that I had fun looking it up. Well, I have a question for the room. Did everyone rank their movies, or um, are they in no particular order? Mine are in no particular order. Mine are also in no particular order. Mine are ranked, so I'm going to... choosing my children. I mean, they're ranked, but, you know, that could always change. Given my criteria, it just could change. Okay. Wait, i got to find mine. Oh, there they are. Okay. (laughs) I have a lot of paperwork. So happy you're She still prints out her notes. Derwood has a notebook. Speaking of he the 80s. He didn't print them out. He just wrote them down in a notepad. Amy uses a dot matrix printer with the big green sheets of paper. <laughs> I do not. I use the one at work. <laughs> you know. She, she has to pull apart all her pages. Well, uh-huh. I did, did you do it on the Apple IIe, the Commodore oh 64? God. How long did it take to load the DOS? You know what? We'll get to this on our next episode when we talk about 80s fads. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Yeah, Maybe computers never lasted. <laughs> Remember those? Well, no, but the Commodore certainly didn't. Okay, we're getting off track. I blame Lionel Richie. Yeah. So I've got my five, and then I have two extras that I really wanted to get on my five, and I couldn't do it. All right, who wants to start tonight? Who's going to start? Who's going to do it? I started last time. I'll start. Do it, Joe. Go for it, Joe. All right. Uh, so my number five, and I just... One of the big things with my list, I was like, I'm going to talk about stuff I really haven't talked about on this podcast before. So <laughs> no Star Wars. Okay. Um, and just because it's like, well, I talked about that shit. But I think this one um, is it's one of those things where, okay, so it's Raging Bull. I was trying to think of how to, um, probably, probably one of the best boxing movies. The first of the movies where you're like, how the fuck did Scorsese not win anything? For and some reason, I thought that was the 70s. 1980. So did I. Oh, right on the I've, oh, I've right. never seen it. Neither it is I. a great it's film. It's a good, yeah. It, it's arguably the best boxing movie, probably. Better than Rocky? Like the first yeah. one? Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Better than yeah. Rocky? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, um, I'm, and I'm not discounting the first Rocky. The first Rocky is really good. But this one, I mean, just because you also have Scorsese behind it doing yeah. it. Okay. And De Niro in his prime. Pesci in like probably one of his first roles, but excellent. Kathy Moriarty um, nominated for an Oscar for it, and it is shot in black and white. It is an amazing film. Yeah. And it was like the first time this, the Academy was like, eh, whatever, we don't care about your 
it was probably in my eyes one of his two best films between that and the other movie that the Academy's like fuck you it's Goodfellas yeah I agree okay hmm. Derwood uh, I'm going with Back to the Future Oh, we great movie. That. We don't need to say much about that. Uh, that To me, that is an 80s movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's Agreed. really good, but just an 80s movie. Uh, if you're my age, it's probably one of your faves also, or you definitely watched it a whole lot. So. I'll tell you, a lot of my friends, uh, they thought Michael J. Fox was like really cute in that movie that was like, oh, he's so cute. I never thought he was cute. Me either. Christopher Lloyd was cute. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, uh, Michael J. Fox I never really saw as a sex symbol. I didn't say a sex symbol. They all thought he was cute. I mean, cute. Crispin, Lo- Crispin Glover was cute, but he also kind of gave off that vibe like, you know, he had a necklace made from human ears. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So that's problematic. I've had nightmares about Crispin Glover. Wow! And as much as much shit as over the years I've given you about time travel and Back to the Future and all that, yeah, that was an amazing movie. I love yeah. that movie. It's yeah. a classic. <laughs> uh, good Definitely choice. Good classic. choice. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, what I talked about one of the films on my list is a quintessential 80s movie, and I'm actually going to start with that one. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite comedies, and it is Heather's. Uh, It is a blueprint of black comedy done right. And I I researched, not to take away from your fun facts. uh, Uh, You took one off my list, so now I can slide another one Okay, well, I do do actually have a few fun facts about Heathers. Oh, yay. Um, The original draft, as written by the writer, uh, he originally sought out Stanley Kubrick to direct it. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. And, like, first of all, could you fucking imagine? Yes. Uh, And secondly, the reason... five hours long. The reason that... It never would have been made. Exactly. Well, uh, I was just about to say, the reason he, he... he sought out Kubrick was because he knew Kubrick would be okay directing a three-hour film, which is what I guess the original was supposed wow. to be. Now, as we all know, Winona Ryder uh, plays Veronica in the movie, the central character. Apparently, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Connelly, and Justine Bateman all turned the role down because it was extremely dark subject matter. And the movie that we all know and love is actually a bit lighter than what the original mm-hmm. cut oh, was yeah. supposed to be. Winona Ryder got hold of the script and begged to be a part of this movie. Oh. Of course she and her awesome. agent threatened to quit and begged her that it would ruin her entire career if she did it. Mm. Guess who made the right decision right. there? One of the actors who auditioned to play JD, which was the role that was originally done by Christian Slater, uh, was actually Brad Pitt. Yeah. And they did not hire him because he looked too nice. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have been a good JD. Uh, another not, act- not at that time in his no. life. Another actor who was of high school age at the time and was actually cast in the movie was Heather Graham. Uh, oh. She was the original Heather Duke. Oh, I can see that. But yeah, her mother yeah. made her turn it down. Huh? What? Her, her mother didn't like the script and thought it was too dark. And yet she went but, on to do Boogie Nights. And, and that was a decade have, later. Yeah. But also Shannon Doherty was yeah, the one who was finally yeah. cast as Heather Duke. And uh, they actually told her that she had to dye her hair blonde so she would match the other Heathers. They lost that match. Mm-hmm. And Shannon Doherty, as we all know, very talented, also a legendarily hellacious bitch. Uh, and wow, everyone wow. working on the film echoes that. So but it uh, works with her not being a But blonde. it works with her. And yeah. I thought she was great in it. And I, I absolutely love that movie. I mean, I think it's a great... Very dark satirical look at high school. Yes, and wasn't the original ending where it they do blow up and they have prom in heaven? They have prom yep. in heaven. Yes, and uh, test audiences were not feeling it. I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, Me not so much. It was number three on my <laughs> top five list. So now I get to slide another one onto my list. You're welcome. Slide it on in. So mm. so now I'm gonna bump everybody up one. So now I'm gonna start with the oh th- uh, the movie that started my love. Of Kiefer Sutherland, Lost Boys. Oh, okay. One of the best okay. vampire movies there are. Yeah. I, I no, it is. That is a great vampire movie. I mean, it exists. It's so better than good. Once Bitten. You know what? <laughs> I actually like Once Bitten. I'm not kidding. I <laughs> That's do a like, funny I movie. Do like. That's better good. than Blackula. That's a much better than Blackula. <laughs> Lost Boys was yeah. It's an amazing vampire, despite the fact that the Corys are in it. It is such Whoa. Such Let's not disparage the Corey. Rest in power, Corey Hines. Thank you. They came through Especially with some in the heat 80s, in the, the 80s. Corys. Maybe so, but for me, they it was were all, box office gold. I am all about the vampires. We want to talk shit about the Corys now. In the 80s, they were the shit. Agreed, but I was not feeling them. I was feeling the vampires. Yeah. Those were the ones I wanted well, to be Well, in all fairness, what? They were 12? Yeah, right. 11, 10. Yeah. So they right. weren't there for their sex appeal yet. And also, I don't know the dude's name, but the guy that does the sax solo during the, <laughs> the big band. Yeah. Clarence, Clarence Cat, Clemens. Clarence no. Clemens. He's this big muscle-bound dude. He does this. Charlie Bird Parker. Does this 
awful sack. It's, yeah, it's gold. It's 80s gold is what that shit is. Joe. My next movie um, is probably the weirdest one on this list and also um, has alternate endings and uh, has a very um, troubled um, production process. And that movie is Brazil. Oh. Never seen it. It Nor is have I. an amazing... Terry Gilliam. That's a great movie. Terry Gilliam directed, and he as he co-wrote it with Tom Stoppard, um, who I know at least one person in this room is a fan of, <laughs> as Joey is raising his hand. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, dystopian a, satire comedy. That is a wacky yeah. film. Oh, it, yeah. It, um, Jonathan Price, De Niro again. I think this is the last time De Niro shows up on my list. Um, but yeah, it's it's weird, but it... I think what it's most known for is the fact that there are three cuts out there. Of there, there's the um, 142 minute like director's cut that was like has everything very bleak mm-hmm. ending. Then there's was about 10 minutes shorter. That was the one that first originally aired. Then there's a 97 minute cut that's like that airs on syndicated TV. That because the, the the studio did not like the cut and was actually had someone editing alongside Terry Gilliam. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Terry Gilliam. Oh damn! Yeah, it was it, uh, it was like years. Not like cool. they were taking not out cool. ad, like the producer and Terry Gilliam were taking out ads in Variety, demanding their cut be sh- like this is like the pet. This is before the internet, so this is what you had to do. You had to pay money to <laughs> for take your shade and print. Exactly. Yes. Um, but it's like referred to as the Love Conquers All version because it's like ends up being this happy <laughs> ending, makes it this very happy like rom com almost. That's hilarious. And it, which the movie is not. For the record, which which version of that, if I decide I want to see it, do you recommend I watch? One of the two long ones. The, the, the longest one is the definitive. The longest yeah. one? Okay. Uh, and I just want to take a brief thing. Amy, uh, yeah. the sax solo in The Lost Boys was performed by Timmy Capello, who uh, rose to fame playing sax for Tina Turner in That's the right. 80s. That's right. Uh, still alive. Oh, good for him. Yeah, yeah. Durwood? Uh, this one's just for me. It's Police Academy 3. <laughs> I like that it's Why? the third one. Why? It, Why it, it was the, are you so determined to ride that movie's dick into the sunset? That, that movie, series. Uh, in in all honesty, I we owned that movie on beta uh, when I was a kid, and I would come home from school every day, or if there were weekends, I would just watch that movie. I knew it word for Which word. Which one is that? That's the that's the one that's the competition. Uh, between yeah. Lassard's group and Mauser's group. Oh my god! And, yeah, and the, the, I, in between the two academies. Was yeah. Gutenberg in that one too? Gutenberg yeah, was Gutenberg. in it. And it was the first one I actually saw. Also, wow, saw that in theaters too with my best friend Lee Shepard. Shout out Lee Shepard. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know why, but I always really enjoyed that movie. All look, those those movies. Let's be honest; those movies are ass. They're cheap. <laughs> They're, They're horrible, horrible laughs. movies. But yes. all, all the, all the gags they do, they but, worked on me but as that, a child. That cow got milk for days. Exactly. <laughs> and I but drank the, from the best running gags in the series. Oh ever. yeah, the Blue yes. Oyster. Yes, yeah. it, it, dude, Bobcat Goldthwait. <laughs> Not doing much, but doing it so well. And him and Sweet Chuck. And those, him and Sweet Chuck. They exactly. just paired them up because that, you know, is so God. great. Yeah. And I also, the first one I ever saw was Four Seasons on Patrol. Ah, with David Spade and Sharon Stone. Yes, Ugh. the last of the Gutenberg. The last of. Am the I the only person right. that like saw the original Police Academy in the theater? I never Probably. saw. It. I didn't see it in the theater. Yeah. I only oh. watched it as like off of TV for the longest time because that was the R-rated one. Ah, and it was later on that I saw it. None, and I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, that's what's happening in the podium. I remember seeing <laughs> seeing boobs in that one. I was just like, whoa! Oh, you think? Oh, I'm a child with Anthony. My next one uh, is uh, Foster Father, actually. George uh, yeah, George George Gaines. Yes. Yeah, and then later adopted Punky. I was thinking a lot about Punky Brewster today. Anyway, my next movie on the list is a movie that I have spoken of many times on this here podcast, and my love for it will never die because it was an absolute life-altering moment when I finally, uh, when I saw it in the theater. And it was not Police Academy, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yes. And that was... Uh, that was the movie, that was the moment in my life when I saw that movie at age 13 that I knew... 
cartooning went from a hobby to a lifelong passion and career for me, and I'm still blown away by it. And I'm particularly proud of myself. Actually, for those of you on the YouTubes, uh, go ahead and check out the video, 107 Things You Never Knew About Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I actually knew all of them except for one, which was wrong. Uh, so <laughs> I was kind of proud of myself. But you can learn a lot about this movie. It's a really fascinating story about how it got made. And uh, at the time, it was the most expensive film ever made. Oh. And it made back all of its money like four times over. Well, yeah. So, like, it cost like 70 million to make this movie, and that was 30 years ago. Oh, shit. So, it was absolutely, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it's a great movie on its own, yeah, but it's it is. the yeah. story behind it is also really fantastic, oh, and it is so a landmark achievement in animation. There were things that were done in that movie that you never did before in the medium of animation in 80 years. I mean, there was you you never move the camera in animation, and this movie did. You never change the focus from foreground to background like you would in a live action camera, but they did it with the animation in this movie. And uh, yeah, no, just so many breakthrough things happening in that movie. Cool. All right, my next one. Uh, when I saw it, I wanted to be these women. Uh, it was the witches of Eastwick. The hair, first of all. <laughs> Weren't they, you, though? They have massive hair. Susan Sarandon's hair in this movie is spectacular. Cher is the woman that I wanted to be. Cher is still the woman I want to be. I know. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer is so good in it. I couldn't understand why they thought uh, Jack Nicholson was sexy. That was my only issue with it. Jack Nicholson is not sexy? No. Not Lots to me. Lots of coke. Are we sure he's not sexy? Not yes. to me. I'm, I'm we are entirely yeah. sure of this. <laughs> but there are moments in that movie that are so... I, I wanted to be these women. They were strong. They were powerful. They said the coolest shit. That movie put me off eating cherries for the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, there's an awesome scene with the cherries. It was, yeah, I just love that movie. Um, it holds up all the way until the end. The special effects at the very end of the movie have not held up well. <laughs> it was the 80s, <laughs> I understand though. What that... special effects from the 80s are still holding up? No, no. I get it. I understand Who it. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Shut <laughs> up. That's different. That's that different. is not special effects. That is Disney magic. Thank you. That's true. Everything up until the end. The, the special effects at the end do not hold up as well, so let that slide. But the performances are amazing. That would be mine. All right. Joe. Well, my number three actually goes to 11. This <laughs> is Spinal Tap. <laughs> it is one of the funniest movies ever made, and it is comedy gold. It's really one of the first mockumentaries mm -hmm. that, yeah. I mean, if the, with all the you know Christopher Guest movies that he's done since, right. this was the first. And this is the one he didn't direct, because uh, Rob Reiner did, as well as star with him, Christopher Guest. Uh, Michael McKeon and Harry Shearer and a whole bunch of other people and it is hilarious like it was so real like metal bands had copies of that on their tour buses <laughs> they're like this is our band this is us and I actually saw I feel them. bad for those drummers <laughs> yeah they went through 37 um, I've actually seen them live before they played at Humphreys many many years ago and it was great because they're obviously much older because it was like the late 90s, early 2000s. I can't remember what year it was. But basically they were being sponsored by... Um, Geritol? Well, well, it was a, um, make, it was a um, pretend company, but it was um, Adult Undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they did the Stonehenge bit, which is hilarious, um, they bring down the little miniature 18-inch Stonehenge with an adult <laughs> undergarment wrapped around it. At one point, Chris Bless. is singing through a didgeridoo because he doesn't know how to actually play it. <laughs> it is a brilliant movie, and there's so many quotes that are made famous by that movie, and mm. the fact that so much of it was just improvised. Love it. Is amazing. Derwood. All right, this one's a bit obscure. Um, there are a few people out there listening to this who will know this movie and be able to appreciate it, but if you've never seen it, I urge you to. It's Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, and it's hard to and it's hard to look. Wait, I, I can talk did you about say Barry Gordy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Motown. Like Motown. Yeah. Barry Gordy. He made a movie called The Last Dragon, and I can sit here and tell you about my love for it, and then you can go and watch this movie, and you'll think I'm crazy, and it'll be very difficult for you to take it seriously. Sure. And I understand that. However, you have to understand for my people and our love of kung fu movies. 
that has spanned a very long time. To be able to have one that we actually made ourselves for ourselves uh, was kind of monumental. Um, it's light in a lot of areas. Uh, and it's really? hard for me to defend as a cinematic masterpiece. Uh -huh. Sure, sure. But it is special. And I will, I sure will is. love that it's... movie till the end of my dying days. You know, I gotta tell, and and I know you, Barry Gordy did produce it, and the fact that the man who discovered Diana Ross had vanity in the lead role should show you how far his career had fallen at that point. Wow. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's it's an amazing, it's a special movie. I, I urge everyone to go see it. I know you, most of you won't like it, but you just, if you want to understand me, watch that movie. Oh my God. Anthony, <laughs> follow that. Well, I mean, it's no Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. <laughs> But that's enough Bar shit talking was, we're gonna have about that movie. Was right? it, is it Barry Gordy's The Last Starfighter? <laughs> no, no, it is not. Okay, so my movie uh, came out in 1987. This one here, and uh, it is a perfect modern fairy tale for the time, and uh, one of the most quotable movies ever, The Princess Bride. Damn it, you uh, took another one of mine. Now let's do another slide. I slide. I in. really feel like our generation was so lucky in so many ways when it comes to pop culture. One of which is that I we were the first generation to be able to read the end of the Harry Potter series without knowing how it was going to end. Oh, so one. that's cool. But I feel the same way about The Princess Bride. I feel like we are the first generation that got to experience this film before it was a landmark of pop culture. Well, you know, it didn't do well when it originally Actually, came out. Actually, I have some fun facts about it, and that Ooh. is one of them. I don't like you taking my job. And it, the, the movie... Soon he's going to become the black guy, too. When it... <laughs> become Derwood. When, Damn it. When it was released, it was well-received by critics, but it only made a modest success at the box office. And I'm going to blame that on the movie's title. Yes. Think mm. about that. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. think The Princess Bride, you think, okay, this is a children's animated movie and I'm right. not going to go see or it. Or some like, you know, Merchant Ivory. Right. Right. Yeah. Rom-com. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and uh, something I thought was interesting about the, the casting of it, Robin Wright was hired on to play Princess Buttercup a week before filming started. Wow. They had gone through an exhaustive search of British actresses and they could not find anyone. And she showed up at the very last minute. Uh, William Goldman, who wrote the book in 1973, uh, sold the film rights to it rather early on. Uh, there were several attempts to get this mo movie made, and it didn't materialize until the 80s, and Rob Reiner got a hold of it. But Rob when Reiner? when William Goldman started shipping the movie to studios, he already had Andre the Giant in mind to play Fezzik. Whoa. Oh, rest in peace, oh, yeah. Andre the yeah. Giant. And it was, he Brilliant. either wanted Andre the Giant or Arnold Schwarzenegger, who at the time was unknown. In the seventies, that would have been, that actually would have been interesting. No, 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 no! Don't get me wrong, that is Andre the Giant's part, of course, because and Andre nobody else the Giant play. had like he had like a childlike quality to him in that movie. That's what made it. Yes, which is funny because if you know the oh, man yeah, Andre I watched, the Giant, watched the documentary. He <laughs> was drunk. Oh, he's not childlike at all. He was like drunk the entire <laughs> well, film. He's he like drank, a toddler. He drank lots of bottles. Yeah, he, 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 he was drunk just about the entire shoot. Yeah, but by the time the movie got made, uh, Goldman had to let go of the whole idea of getting Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was a bona fide box office star at the time and they couldn't afford him. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, Rob Reiner actually got the money. Uh, I think we've discussed this on the podcast before, but he actually got the money from Norman Lear. Oh. Hey, second Rob Reiner film on I know, that's why, that's yeah. why I... So, yeah, and, and for me, it's it's a great... It holds up. It oh, yeah, absolutely that, oh, holds yeah. up. Well, and that, that, that movie's evergreen. Yeah. yeah. Timeless. And it's a, it's a great movie. It's it's one of my favorites from the 80s. All and a, a, wonderfully quotable movie. Yeah, that I don't one. know yeah. if anyone here saw Once Upon a Deadpool. No. 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 Did you see Deadpool 2? Oh, but I did yes. see what but, the, so I saw. Basically, yeah. you know, they cut out and beeped a lot, but they basically did the framework around it, like... Um, Peter Falk reading the story to Fred Savage in Princess Bride. Jesus. And basically it's like Deadpool kidnapped Fred Savage and recreated the whole thing. And those are the funniest parts of Once Upon a Deadpool. Is actually there's a lot of fun part there. But. All right. Well, since you took my number two film. Who says Princess it was Bride? yours? Maybe you, it was mine and you no, took it. What no. you sliding in? What you I'm going to slide in, say anything. Oh. One of my favorite movies from the 80s. Uh, One of the last movies from the you, 80s. Thank you guys for lifting the uh, your boom boxes over your heads for me for that for a little uh, in your eyes there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
one of the only times I actually did. Well, that's not true. John Cusack is like a heartthrob to me in certain things. He is in Say Anything, and he is in uh, Hot Top Time Machine. No, Gross uh, Gross Gross Point Blank. Blank. (laughs) He's killing people. He's kind of sexy. What about Better Off Dead? One Uh, Crazy Summer. No. Pushing 10? Uh, No. Uh, Although Kate Blanchett's really hot in that movie. Uh, But Say Anything, I wasn't their age. I was younger than they were. uncalled for because that's not true I was younger but I still had that well yeah according to your bio you were a year old it perfectly (laughs) captures the high school experience to me that Mm. movie does your father was indicted when you were in high school (laughs) Uh, no my 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 dad was better than that rest in power John Mahoney thank you I thought you were about you know my dad's dead too rest in power Ronnie Meredith thank you yeah great movie Um, one of the best things Ioni Sky has ever done and uh, and Cameron Crowe. Yes. What else? One of my fellow uni alumni. She was in one other movie that was somewhat. Oh no, four she was in Four Rooms. She was in Four Rooms. <laughs> yes. Yes, but love and it. And she. You got to see her boobs. She was with Ad Rock for a while. I don't know who that is. Ad Rock of the Beastie Boys. Oh, okay, yeah. I have oh, one. I keep forgetting. Amy doesn't listen to hip hop. I do so. Joe. So my number two movie. Um, I think I probably talked at this at some point, but Blade Runner. Oh, Which nice. I love that movie. You've never I've seen still it. Still never seen it. Oh, it's it's great. And again, we need a movie night, buddy. We need we not, need Joe to like host a movie night. I keep saying this many times, and you know, <laughs> y'all do it. This is another movie that has like I've seen five it. different cuts of it. Yeah. Um. Again, this is another one where the studios kind of meddled with it and gave it some weird voiceover. Well, because when it originally comes, when it originally came out at the time. You didn't make two-hour movies in the 80s. A two-hour yeah. movie in the 80s was like, what the hell's going on? It's a no, documentary. Yeah. Nobody can yeah. sit through two hours. Yeah. And I mean, what, what I love to do. So the fact that, <laughs> and by the way, Blade Runner takes place in November of 2019. So Ooh. Ooh. coming up. Uh, but what's funny, uh, other than the fact that there's like five different cuts of it, but um, Ridley Scott, who directed it, um, his previous biggest movie was Alien. Those are the only two sci-fi movies he's ever he had ever directed until um, Prometheus. Like wow. he just I know, never... and he's and he's like known as a sci-fi but he, director. But he wasn't a sci-fi director. <laughs> just the stories, like you know, because Alien's more of a haunted house type yeah. thing, and Blade Runner's more of like kind of this just um, future dystopian noir type thing. Just what did you think of the sequel? Stuff. I really liked the sequel. I really liked it. I'd never seen either, but I need to. Yeah. Yes. And what the fuck kind of name is Ioni anyway? Stop it, Durwood. All right, this one may surprise you, who the people who know me. Number two, I'm going with Roadhouse. Uh, has the honor of being the only movie on my list that I actually never saw in the 80s. Uh, but I love, 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 love that movie. Uh, it encapsulates all of the 80s, in my opinion, in movie form. Uh, we have fabulous mullets. I should have said the mullet. Uh, Patrick Swayze at his swayziest. <laughs> No. Kicking ass with pointed dirty, toes. You dirty, so Swayze. No. Dirty Dancing dirty is dancing Patrick Swayze at his Swayzeest. Does he kick anybody's ass in Dirty Dancing? Yeah, actually, he does. I can need to watch that and movie And he dances. Again. And he dances. Okay, but the way he throws that roundhouse with his pointed with his pointed foot, foot though, that's kind of a dance that's right there. That's because dancers know when your foot comes off the ground, you point your foot. Yeah, and he certainly does it. Oh, he was such a badass in that movie. Uh, and plus, there's there's boobs, uh, which is great for an '80s <laughs> film. Uh, there's uh, rich in excess. Um, there's a monster truck, a goddamn monster truck. And Sam Elliott. And Sam, fucking Elliott. I think there was at least one or two gratuitous fight scenes that were unnecessary. I disagree with that. Um, and this is, uh, it's uh, all right. So Sam Elliott in Roadhouse also has the honor of being the first man to ever make me really question my sexuality. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I have a type uh, when it comes to men. I don't know if I even find men attractive. However, there's something about Sam Elliott that does something to my pants in that movie. He's very manly. Yeah. Pants get a little tight when he's on screen. And there was the blind guy that played in the the band. Jeff Healy. (laughs) You know, the way you described Sam Elliott, I thought that's how you were going to describe Bobcat Goldwaith earlier. (laughs) Mm, I mean, no. I mean, not no. But still, anyway, that's a different subject altogether. But I'm just saying, I never, I never saw a man who I really just wanted to grab his hair and hold it. And he has a lot of hair. Shit, I'm. I got some thinking to do. 
We need to move on. Anthony. That might be the most compelling argument to include Roadhouse on a list of anything that I've ever heard. <laughs> like, every point you made was so apt for this list. Like, Roadhouse might be the perfect 80s movie. Like, I you really, tell you people. You were, like, I, I feel like I just sat through a goddamn TED talk. That was amazing. And you're welcome. Well done, buddy. All right, well, Wait, I mean. Are you being facetious? No, oh, okay. I'm being totally serious. Because you know, I, I wouldn't put it past you to be that facetious. I was right? say, I was shocked by that choice of yours. Not even, that I was wasn't shocked. number that one. Was not, I know. I don't. That's, think, that's why I thought it was surprising. That's nope, why I thought it might surprise nope, you. That's not the one I thought was going to be your number one. Uh, and oh, really? I, honestly, nope. it makes my next movie seem almost trite in comparison. And what is yours? Mine is the color purple. Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> Oh my anyway. God, my mother's looking down on me, so ashamed. Based on I mean, Alice George. Walker's novel, <laughs> the film was directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, sorry can Grandma. Can you not tell us why you like it? Why are you giving us, like, the the wiki over there of it? What are you talking about? Go ahead. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyway. Ooh. I think Joey just passed out. Anyway. <laughs> No, uh, it, it's an absolutely in. beautiful film. Uh, I weep like a Civil War widow every time I see it. Yes. And um, there's a lot of things. Like, I get more out of it every time I watch it. Like, for example, it took me an embarrassing amount of years to figure out that Suge and Miss Seeley actually had sex. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I was 10 when I saw the movie, so I didn't know what scissoring was. And uh, Oh, my God. So, like... <laughs> I just thought they kissed a little and then they went to bed and all of a sudden she just liked her a whole lot. You know, um, she did because she brought her a good breakfast. So, well, one, oh, of, damn. one of the reasons <laughs> that scene you, is that scene is that pornographic. Scene Holy sh- Oh my. Yeah. Them biscuits though. Them yeah. Biscuits. Yeah. And no, a good it was, ham steak. It was a good. Oh now, and, and, you know, the, different. I view things differently in it than when I did when I was a kid. Like, for example, the scene where Seeley is shaving Danny Glover and they do the mm. thing, the, the contrast with the African tribal thing. And, mm-hmm. like, she gets that look in her eyes of a woman who has had enough. Yes. And he can't see her and she goes over to him and, you know, and, like, Suge stops her moments before she does it. And I remember being 10 years old watching that and thinking, oh, my God, she almost killed that guy. It's a good thing that other lady showed up. And when I watch it now, I'm like, bust that motherfucker's neck open like it's Christmas morning. Do not hesitate, Seely. Wait, Darren, isn't it? aren't you the one who was telling us that like, your family members still? My grandmother to this day <laughs> has a blood oath sworn against Danny Glover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do not speak his name in her presence. But and I'm not talking about the character. Not that character. Danny Glover himself. The man himself. It's persona non grata around my grandmother. Oh, she hates that man. <laughs> okay. Well, no one in my family has beef with any of the actors. But I, it is a beautiful film. It's a beauti- it's a beautifully acted film. It's a beautifully crafted oh, film. Oh, you talking about Oprah. Oprah is amazing in it. Talk about quotable. But, um, I mean, you know, when you look at an 80s movie and Ray Don Chong is good in it, you're like, oh, this is is quality stuff right here. I just, I can't think of that movie without getting so angry. (laughs) How can anybody see that movie and not say it was the best movie of 1985? Seriously. I'm with you. Oh, I mean, it's no out of Africa. Oh, Anthony. Oh, my God. God. Anthony, I will flip this fucking table. But, Derwood, Derwood, have you seen Out of Africa? It doesn't matter. No, no. And uh, serious question. Have you seen it? I have not. Then don't. I would be willing to bet you that a lot of of Academy voters voted for Out of Africa thinking it was the color purple. Oh, (laughs) oh, and that makes me even matter. Especially with the the plot line. Oh, my God. uh, I never thought of that. Oh, Uh uh-huh. And Meryl Streep is so versatile. So I think they just, they really. They announced out of Africa, they're like, oh, oh shit, shit, did we? Oh. Oh, and the, oh, god damn it. Uh, play it off, play it off, play it off. Yeah. <laughs> damn. All right. My number two. Uh, where was it? Oh, oh, God, I love this movie so much. It's so good. We got to hurry. Wait, it's so good. Do we? Yes. I love it, love it, love it. Dangerous Liaisons. Good one. Oh, okay. oh my God. John Malkovich is the Malkovich, fucking Malkovich. man in that movie. That movie is amazing. And here's the thing. Like, if, if you told me to name my top five movies of all time, right. Dangerous Liaisons <laughs> is on that list. 
but it doesn't make this list to give you an idea of what I where I was coming from with sure. my list of movies here. But Dangerous Liaisons, I mean, oh my god, that movie! Despite the fact that somehow Keanu Reeves got into that movie, oh yeah. my god, nobody understands it. It's like it's like him and Much Ado about nothing. And it's like he doesn't. He, <laughs> and and here's the thing, though, Whoa. in Much Ado, he's horrible. Right. And Dangerous Liaisons, he's not that bad because well, he's limited. He's yeah. very limited. Yeah. Well, he's not that, but. But then when you compare him to everyone else right. in that fucking movie. Right, because Glenn Close. Yeah, oh my God. Again, talking about like the Witches of Eastwick, yeah. I wanted to be those women. I loved Glenn Close in this movie. She was so it for me. But uh, John- Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yeah. Bobcat Goldthwait. Like- <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I thinking of the wrong movie? Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Well, yeah. But, but Malkovich is the fucking man Malkovich? in that movie. Malkovich? 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 Yeah. Malkovich? So good. Great movie. Great movie. Malkovich. My um, number one movie is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, great. Solid choice. Yeah, I mean, it is amazing. You go back and you watch it, and it's a legit movie. It's not not just a action movie. It's not, it's like, it's a good movie. Movie. Yeah. It's been parodied so many times over the years. I think people forget that the original is like a really good movie. Yeah, and and the fact that yeah, it, everything in it is amazing. My second Harrison Ford on this as well. Um, mm-hmm. and it holds up. That is still mm-hmm. yes. a solid movie. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I get so excited every time he hides inside the uh, the refrigerator during the atomic bomb. Oh my god! Oh my god! That's amazing. Really great. No. But what's but what's hilarious about because I love going back. I probably watch it like every year or two or something. And there are movies you're like, okay, I love this movie. And then as it's going by, you're like, oh my god, I forgot about this one random part, and I love this. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. Durwood. All right, last one on my list. First movie I ever saw with the twist ending. Uh, as a child, that kind of blew my mind and uh, made me appreciate camp. movie making. Uh, no. Um, and also uh, holds the honor of being the second movie my family ever rented uh, from a video store to play on our Beta VCR. Killer Tomatoes from Outer Space. No, we're talking about The Karate Kid. That's what I thought your number one would be. When he finds out he's been learning karate the whole time. Wait. The whole time. Well, I was going to say, what's the twist? That's, that's a, the twist. That's not a twist. That's, that's not a, a twist. twist. That's not a twist. That's a twist. No. And it's not the ending. It, uh, fine, it's, it's not, not the ending. It's not even the third act. It's not the ending, but it's a twist. No. Come on. No. no. I think it's a twist. Now I'm questioning I if you've even seen That's called plot, karate. motherfucker. That's I, called character look, development. We're going through this whole thing and thinking that this man's making him do chores all no. over his house. Just for some kind of racial comeuppance or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> And thinking, hopefully, eventually, he might teach him karate. He's been teaching him karate this whole time. That's for Mickey Rooney, motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) This whole time, he was teaching him karate. And Daniel didn't even know that he was learning. That's not a twist. That's not a twist. So not a twist. F y'all. I don't care. I still love it. I'm starting to question you've actually seen this movie or not. Uh, No, he's seen it, but I don't think he understands the concept of a twist. Oh, gotcha. But no, that's what I thought your number one would be. You love that movie. I knew that. Of course I love that movie. How do you not love that movie? I don't like that movie. How do you tell me why you do not like the karate? I don't kid. like Ralph Is there not Mach- enough no, dancing in it? I don't like Ralph Macchio. <laughs> what? I I found him a bit wussy. I was like, I couldn't get by. That's the him. point of the movie. He starts off as a wuss and then he gets strong through his mind. But I didn't through think his mind and soul and his and housework. And housework. But did I didn't it, think he did get strong. Like he was still scrawny. Did you, did you not see end. that crane kick? Did you not see that crane kick at the end? Did, did yeah. anyone see the what was it, the YouTube show that or whatever? No. Cobra Kai. I saw the first two episodes no. and then they wanted me to pay for that shit. And I'm like, nope. Oh, also at the time, there's no good looking guys in that movie. <laughs> what? No. Not even John Kreese? I it's, figured you no. like the bad boy. Yeah. No. Gross. What about what about Willie Zabka? Oh, God, no. No. Would you keep Pac Marita? No. <laughs> no. I'd tap that. Yeah. I, I never liked that movie. The black guy who was also in Revenge of the Nerds? <laughs> oh, Larry B. Williams. Exactly. No. Is that his name? Yes, he was oh, okay. in Space Camp, too. Oh, okay, sweet. Oh my God. He wasn't oh, good looking? that's a quintessential 80s oh film. Oh, my God. What about, what about the one dude from the Cobra Kai who's got his hair bleached blonde? Anthony, I think it's your turn. Yeah, okay. Uh, the <laughs> 80s was, home, was the birth of a lot of memorable films, but for me, there is one film from the 80s that stands as the single greatest comedy motion picture ever made at me, airplane. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, we've, my list because I knew it was we've talked about it so many times on yep. this show that it. I mean, 
it's a it is a perfect film co- comedy wise. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. 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 Um, my number one, uh, another period piece drama is Amadeus. That was an honorable mention. Of Rock me, mind. Apple Danish. I've never seen it. You've never seen Amadeus? No. I'm it's sorry. really good. I've never oh, seen it. I'm sorry. it's so good. Oh my lord, sound engineer Joey's giving me a look that is frightening the shit out of me. <laughs> because that movie I cannot look up. is amazing. It is so good. Is he still looking at me? No, he's shaking his head oh, at thank you. Oh god, okay. He's he no, he's disgustingly shaking his head right now. That's bad. Yeah. All right, so That song's dope as fuck though. Oh my, it, <laughs> shut up. All right, so... Unironically love that song. Ooh, rock me up, Just going to quickly through some other movie stuff. We'll talk about it before we move over to TV. I like uh, movie stuff. Mm-hmm. Top grossing movies of the 80s. Police Academy 3. Things we didn't talk about. Uh, E.T. Oh, that was okay. on my... That was not a role uh, for me. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, I know you didn't want to do any... Uh, I do love Star that movie. Yeah. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, of course, also. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark was on there. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Oh, uh, okay. Excellent okay. film. Mm-hmm. A uh, bit overrated nowadays, but a good film. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh. Beverly Hills yeah. Cop, yep. I didn't put any any Murphy on here. Um, hmm. low, some of the lowest grossing movies in the 80s. <laughs> Howard the Duck. Kroll. Oh. oh. Uh, this one hurt. What the fuck is a Kroll? <laughs> it's a donut. <laughs> <All right>. um, <laughs> That's a Kroll. This one hurt, and it's going to hurt you too, Durwood. The Cotton Club. Oh, but that movie's so good. I know. Oh, that I movie's know. so good. Uh, you can't judge a movie by its box, no. box office people. That movie's so Although good. Although you can with this one, Ishtar. Oh. Hmm. I remember once um, we were staying at my uncle's and we rented movies. And he came back and he rented. And we discovered he just went to one section of the movie of the um, video store and just grabbed two right next to each other. It was like. Izzy and Mo and Ishtar, or like, and why did your uncle hate you? Right, I don't know. We watched it, and like, like I'm like twelve, and like my other cousins are younger than me. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck was. Jesus happening. Christ! Um, some of the worst reviewed movies of the '80s. This one hurt, Mommy Dearest. <gasps> I know that's that a movie, goddamn classic. That movie came out in the '80s. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, Cannonball Run Two. <laughs> they animated the whole race. They animated it. Uh, Howard the Duck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Where the hell are my pants? The Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, my Lord. I watched the shit out of that as Poor a Poor Mackenzie Aston. Oh, man. I watched the shit out of that movie. That's not a good movie, by the way. Okay. Oscar winners of the 80s. And let's see if we've seen these. Call it and see if yes. you've seen Sesame Street, follow go. that bird. Go. Ordinary People. No. No. Yes. Yes. Chariots of Fire. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Gandhi. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Wasn't Gandhi long? I had to pee twice. Uh, Terms of Endearment. Yes. No. Uh, yes. Amadeus. Yes. No. Strong. Yes. Out of Africa. Yes. No. <laughs> I've never. I've never seen it. Platoon. Yeah. No. Yes. I'm the, over so far. <laughs> the Last Emperor. No. <laughs> really good movie. Yes. Really good. Oh, maybe here. I think we got one. Rain Man. Yes. 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 Nope. Yes. <laughs> really? I've never seen it. All right. Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. Yes, Miss Daisy. You haven't seen Driving Miss Daisy? No. It's a good movie. I haven't. It'll make you really angry, I'm, but it's I'm a good sure, movie. I'm sure it's, it's good. good. I remember I remember I'm not going to watch I want to watch this. It has Dan Aykroyd. He's like, because I was 10. And he's like, just because Dan Aykroyd is it doesn't mean it's going to be a comedy. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to run through these really quick. These are other like highlighted movies of the 80s before we go to television. Earth Girls Are Easy. Let's say... Tell people whether or not they should see them. Okay. All right. okay. <laughs> the toy. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Absolutely, yes. 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 Okay. Now, I'm regretting now. That should be on my now, list. Now, the toy listeners, is the business. Listeners, you need to, you need to really Holy brace shit. yourself before you watch this movie because it is the least woke movie you'll ever see in your life. <laughs> but also realize that it is a comedy team-up. It's of Jackie Gleason and Richard but fucking Pryor. Got, there are so many cringeworthy moments in that movie. Oh, uh, that movie is nothing but great to me. Oh, my God, do I love the toy. I'm shocked that wasn't on your list. Oh, it should have been. I dropped the ball. All right. Fatal Attraction. Yes. yes. Right. Never seen it. It's really good. 16 Candles. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yep. Again, there's a couple things in that movie now yeah. that have that they oh, aged yeah, no, they're, poorly. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a couple. But it is really funny. Yeah. In fact, I would probably call it the funniest of the Brat Pack movies. It just seems like there are better John Hughes movies to see. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's the one. Who hasn't seen that? Eh, You never know. 
A Fish Called Wanda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Shining. Yes. Nah. Yes. No. It scares the shit out of me, but nah. it is a brilliant film. I mean, it's not as good as Kubrick's other three-hour masterpiece, Heathers. <laughs> but The Shining is really good. I want to see it so I'm not bad. a fan of The Shining. Uh, the Evil Dead. Yes. Oh, yeah. Meh. Nah. Nah. And two. Uh, Excalibur. Never saw no, it. Oh, yes. I, yeah, I, I, I love it. Excalibur. Doesn't Marin get naked in that? Uh, maybe? I'm I'm gonna, yeah. You know a really shitty movie from the 80s I love? Speaking of Excalibur? What? Beastmaster. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know if it was just because child me wanted to bang Mark Singer, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, I, had right. three, I had three other honorable mentions. Just want to go through real oh. quick. Escape from New York, The Thing, and Big Trouble in Little China. Nice. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Solid. Uh, Legend. Oh, yes. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking love that movie. Never seen it. Raising Arizona. Yes. See it. Great movie. Go see that. One of the Coen Brothers' bests. Uh, Return to Oz. Mm. Yes, for Creepy Feruza Balk and everything else that just scare the shit out of you. It's really redundant, isn't it, Creepy Feruza Balk? <laughs> like Creepy Child Feruza Balk. Right, uh, right. Labyrinth. Yes. Yes, not, yeah. not as good as everyone says it is, but it's it's a movie you should see. Young okay. Guns. Oh, yeah, yeah, see that. I never saw it. If you're, you, oh, you so just good. watched it like a couple weeks ago. So Honestly, if, if you're a fan of the song Regulate, you should see that movie. Uh, Tootsie. Yes. Yeah. Although, again, that's another one that may have aged poorly. It's, it's going to Broadway yeah. stuff this spring. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds. That, that's, uh, again, that's, that's, a that's lot of poorly. a lot of very cringeworthy yes, moments. Very, very cringeworthy. Uh, the Breakfast Club. Yes. yes, overrated. I love The Breakfast Club. Uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. Very yeah. of its time, but like worth it. watching. Uh, Top Gun. Yes. Uh, yeah. Never seen it. Whoa, Flash, really? Yeah. There's Flash a scene dance. you're really going to enjoy. I ate at the barbecue place downtown, but the, I've never the seen the movie. Volleyball scene. Yeah, you'll that's enjoy a, the volleyball scene. That's the best scene. Flash dance. Yeah, yeah. I love Flash. It's all right. Full Metal Jacket. Yes. Very disturbing film, yes. but you I should see it. That was an '80s movie. Yeah. I mean, it's really two movies well, in one. Like, but it was like that, and then Eyes Wide Shut. Like yeah. that was like 20 years between. Yeah. No, 10 years. Sorry. All right, moving on. To TV shows. We're gonna have to go a little quicker than we did last time, boys. All right, fine. <laughs> yep. Because we're running late. So, top five. Let's do this. Do your top five. Oh, we're, we're not going around? Nope, because right. we're running short on time. We still have some fun things to do through t TV. So, All right. who's going? I'll go. Go. Top five. Uh, different strokes. Okay. Facts of life. Okay. You can't do that on television. Mm -hmm. A different world. The Cosby Show. Bill Cosby's a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> well... I was going to wonder how we were going to address that. Thanks for handling that one. Band-Aid really came off right quick. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, we'll talk. We'll discuss in a minute, uh, Anthony. Okay. I couldn't. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're not discussing. We're just listing them? Just list them. Okay. We'll, we'll talk some. Tell Number them. five, Married with Children. Oh, mm -hmm. great one. Number four, The Wonder Years. Huh. Number three, Night Court. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Number two, The Tracy Ullman Show. Oh, uh, yeah. And my number one 80s show, in my opinion, the best sitcom ever made in the history of television, The Golden Girls. Respect. All right, Night Court was on my list, so I'm sliding it off and sliding another one in. So my top five, Mama's Family. Oh. I almost put that one on my list. <laughs> Mad respect. Uh, the... Oh. I liked the V in the 80s, and I liked the remake. Okay. Uh, Murphy Brown. Oh, all right. Moonlighting. Okay, yeah. My favorite sitcom, Designing Women. Cool, cool. Joke. All right, my five and my criteria was it had to be mostly in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, five, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Good nice. Call, good yeah, call. Yeah, Four, yeah. the A-Team. Okay, <laughs> okay. Three, DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> and by the way... The remake that's on now is excellent. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a no. Um, number two is Wonder Years. Mm -hmm. And number one, my favorite show of all time, where everybody knows your name, Cheers. Good call. Okay. Good call. Um, speaking of criteria, one of the things that I did as far as my list is that because I grew up in the 80s, I didn't want to include any children's shows. So I didn't oh. go animated. I didn't go. And I also, another one very similar to what you did, Joe, is I didn't want to I didn't pick shows that I loved that started in the 80s, but didn't really hit their stride until the 90s, which is why the Mickey Mouse Club was not on my list, which was why Roseanne was not on my list, which oh, was why Murphy yeah. Brown was not on my list, because those shows, in my opinion, really hit their stride in the 90s. Yeah, there were a lot of shows that, for me, that they started kind of the late 80s, 
and then again went yeah. into the night too far into the nineties where it's like if a bulk of it like Night Court and Cheers, like a bulk of it was in the eighties and they overlapped a little bit into the nineties. Yeah, but I've then, seen, and, um, and can we just speak on Night Court for a second? Oh my lord, so underrated. One How the, often one of the best theme songs of all time. So funky. How how often does a show take four seasons to reach perfection? Like, it is a proof, uh, uh, it's a testament to how networks used to rally behind their shows. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic cast, hilarious writing, and it really like it. Season four, once once Marsha Warfield came yeah. into the fold, that was it. That was, was the perfect yeah. cast, and we had five seasons of excellence. I was about to say, Rest e- in power, Handy and Harry Anderson. Yeah, eventually a perfect cast. You just had to wait for people to die. Yeah. Yeah, right? But John Larroquette on Night Court. Four-time Emmy winner. Amazing. Did, did he yeah. take his name out of the ring? Yeah, he finally yeah. did, yeah. He's so good, yeah. I'd awesome. like to I'd like to throw an honorable mention shout-out to Dallas. The, the nighttime soap that uh, created and broke the mold for nighttime soap. No, soaps, I agree. One hundred percent. I was just trying to think. Like, if there's one on your list, like you that like that's your your one. Like Anthony was talking about with Night Court. Mine with designing women. Like, yes, once Delta Burke left the sh- and uh, Jean Smart, it kind of went down a bit. But the original, like first couple seasons of Designing Women, it was women, great. Those were la- that's a landmark show. To yeah, be run by women. The, the stars are women. Yeah, I looked up to Delta Burke so much on that show. She was so. I don't think she gets enough credit for playing that role. Because mm-hmm. even though it's like the shallow role, it is. There was so much more depth to that role. Yeah. than people gave her credit for. Well, I mean, the episode they shoot fat women, don't they? Oh, the way they is handled, a masterpiece. Yeah, the way they handled her weight gain and everything on that show. Yeah. It's brilliant, brilliant film, yeah, television making right there. Well, one, one of the shows on my list that I that I really, I mean, I love all the shows on my list, but I want to just touch on The Wonder Years for a second because it's uh, it's hard to find a show centered around adolescence that doesn't talk down to its audience. Mm. And The Wonder Years was really the first show that I can remember that was like that. It kind of hit all those notes about how difficult puberty can be, and it read in such a way that it was completely relatable to young people in the 80s, despite it taking place when our parents were that age. Mm-hmm. And I, I I really loved that aspect of it. Uh, and I had a mad crush on Winnie Cooper. And you had a mad crush on Winnie <laughs> Cooper. And uh, yeah, and uh, Married with Children. I mean, a groundbreaking show Absolutely. because of its controversy, but it was also exceptionally well written. Yes. And it was a, it was a premise that was so thin it should never have gone on for ten seasons. But it was because the cast was so brilliant. I yes. still say Christina Applegate is one of the most underrated television actresses oh God, yes. of all time for She's, playing Kelly Bundy. Well, and, and there were no weak links on that show. No, 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 no. That's, they played off each other perfectly. Yeah, yeah. no. Great show. Um, since we have a few minutes left, I'll run down some of the best TV shows of the 80s. Uh, and you guys say whether or not people should maybe seek these out. Because you can find most of these things mm-hmm. now, you know. Yeah. Uh, Growing Pains. Did you guys watch Growing Pains? I did. I, did. I was it's, a big it's fan. Be tough now because Kirk Cameron's a douche now. I wanted Alan <laughs> Thicke to be my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said oh, it right. Jesus. Um, I didn't watch Growing Pains. Uh, who's the boss? I watched it. I enjoyed it. It was all right. Yeah. Meh. I mean, uh, I, look. If you were alive while it was on, I would have told you to watch it. Going back and watching it now. Catherine Hellman was really funny on it. Oh, yes. Agreed. Um, Talk about groundbreaking show. It's Gary Shandling's show. Oh, Oh, yeah. God, I love that show. That was some next level shit. That was real. And that had a good theme song. I love that theme song. I I need that on DVD or some kind of collection or something. I need that in my life. Yeah, that's a great show. Uh, Cagney and Lacey. Never watched it. I I think I watched a couple episodes, but that's about it. Um, do we consider Roseanne an 80s or a 90s? It came out in the 80s, but yeah. I didn't put it on my list because for me, it didn't hit its stride until the 90s. All right. But yeah, that show I came out in 88. Mu- I think there was too much in the 90s that I didn't get. Ah. Family Ties. Oh, I watched it. That was a I good was, show. I was a big fan. I yeah. watched it. I watched it a lot. Yeah. Mag- <laughs> Alex P. Keaton, the last likable Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum P.I. Oh, my mom was a big fan. My mom, my mom was, was, was into that, and too. And it wasn't until much later that I understood why. The mustache. And, well, I, re- I remember, <laughs> actually, the, the first year auditioning for the, house, um, the the World Series of Pop Culture, whatever the hell it was. That, <laughs> um, and one of the questions on the test was, 
what are the names of Higgins's dogs? And I was like, oh shit! I, I didn't don't even know. know he had dogs. Oh, the, the, yeah, the two Dobies. Yeah. yeah. And I, I so I just put Daryl and Daryl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's Zeus and Apollo. Oh, but speaking I of that, I always remember, and that was like. Twelve fucking years ago, that I did, and I will always remember Susan. But speaking of that, Newhart uh, oh, was that a was good a show. Yeah, it was. I was at an age where that show usually came on past my bedtime, yeah. so I never watched it. Wasn't but. a favorite of mine. Oh, I I didn't think about the show until I was looking up stuff. That's incredible. I used oh to love, yeah, I used was to, that an eighty show? Yes. Oh yeah, 70s. no, that was no, a, that uh, yeah. Was, I used to watch that with my grandpa. I, at, <laughs> I remember watching that. Yeah, I he that was, loved okay. that show. But um, I think one thing also to touch on. Um, oh yeah. That I'm glad Daryl put on his list. You can't do that on television. Mm-hmm. Was an Canada's finest, excellent show. I remember loving it. Yeah. Um, I was looking. I was looking up some of the. I was trying to find like the worst, like things that were just considered the worst TV shows. Oh, I know. I know. One of my favorites is going to be on that list. Uh, Small Wonder. Yes, yep. was, yep. was on several of those. I'm yep. sorry. Why yep. do people hate on Small Wonder? Yep. I was in uh, love with Tiffany Brissett, which, looking <laughs> back, I, I have questions. <laughs> I forgot about this. She's the sheriff. That oh, was, like, oh, that show was Suzanne bad. Summers. That show was bad. Oh, man. Okay, I had heard of this one, but I actually had to look it up to see what Manimal. <laughs> it was about a guy that could shapeshift into animals and then solve crimes. As an animal? <laughs> yes, Because <laughs> an I'm sure the 80s CGI was excellent in that. You guys, I think that panther saw something. <laughs> Because you know if you're gonna if you're gonna figure out who the murderer was, you may just need to s- switch into a cockatoo. <laughs> I'm gonna be very. I'm gonna get deep in undercover. I'm gonna be this fly. Um, I the was, end. I was very upset that considered a, one of the worst spinoffs was the Ropers. Oh. It, it was. It was bad. Good. It wasn't good. Audra Lindley can only do so much heavy lifting. Yeah. I didn't know this. Casablanca had a TV series. It had yeah. like five episodes in Why? the eighties. I don't know. Ugh. Also, after Mash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't think of Mash without thinking about having to explain to uh, one of the roommates that I had once about why uh, Spear Chucker as a nickname isn't necessarily oh. uh, PC. Okay, so <laughs> there was another one I looked up. It was on every single list, and I actually had to look it up to see what it was because the cast is kind of good. The cast was Mickey Rooney. Dana Carvey, Nathan Lane, and Meg Ryan. It was called One of the Boys. And it was in 1982. And Mickey Rooney uh, played one of their dads, or grandfather. And he didn't want to live in a nursing home. So he lived with Dana Carvey at college. And Nathan Lane was his roommate. And Meg Ryan was his girlfriend. I am not making this shit up. (laughs) Oh, Meg, wow. How does that not Meg work? Meg was Mickey Rooney's girlfriend or Dana Carvey's? <laughs> Dana Carvey's okay. girlfriend. Yeah. I still have questions. <laughs> I now have questions. Yeah. Apparently it was like so like people thought this was going to be like the next great sitcom and it was like it only aired like one episode because it was so bad. <laughs> I have a feeling they all like. Meg Ryan like got her agent to like really bury that <laughs> so no one would ever see the light of but day. Thinking about and that then, cast and, and that timing, I'm pretty sure a lot of them got SAG cards out of that. And yeah. uh, I feel like that. I feel like Meg could use the residuals now. And now Dana, oh. I mean, it's Dana been a while. Carvey's probably gonna be like, I'm bringing it to Hulu because I love the like, <laughs> like the greatest show that failed or whatever. Oh yeah, Doc- yeah. that's so funny. All right, well that's all I got, kids. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this trip down memory lane because we got more coming your your way on the next episode. We're going to be talking what? about more stuff from the 80s. I know. It's very exciting. So we want you to stay tuned with us. And if there's any TV shows or movies that you feel we missed, please take to our Facebook page and let us know. Or you can tweet at us at Pop Culture House on Twitter, or you can get a you can get a dose of my funny every day for my personal account, me, Anthony Donovan, Dubois, D-A-B-O-Y. I'm at Reggie Swing. I'm prisoner two four six Obi One. Or you can email us at thehouseofpopculture at gmail.com. Oh yeah. We want to thank sound engineer Joey and everybody here Yay! at the community building in Hillcrest. We love you. We also want to take a moment to thank all of our patrons. Yay, the patrons. Our our wonderful Thank you. Patrons. Our wonderful patrons who make this show possible. And if Yay! you like what you heard here and you want to contribute to the cause, keep us going. You can unlock a whole bunch of exclusive content on our Patreon page at the House of Pop Culture. For as little as one dollar a month, you can hear before and after show notes, special episodes, other shows within a 
shows and a whole bunch of really cool stuff. One dollar. In the meantime, or $2. more than one dollar. Or one, oh yeah, two dollars. That's so eighties. Thank you, Jerry. Two dollars. One hundred dollars. In the meantime, we'll uh, we'll see you around. Bye. Man, I'm radical. Peace. <laughs>